<laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is now time for conversations with my cousin. And let me introduce you to your cousin, her cousin, his cousin, my cousin, all of our cousins. We have Michelle with one L, Shay Lachey. And representing the brothers coming from behind the DJ booth, we have DJ Big Rock. Now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome! Welcome, welcome. Talking people to conversations with my cuz. I am Shay Lachey. And you already know it's me, your girl Michelle with one L. And I am Big Ron, the guy on the couch. Guy on the couch. Why you here, guy? Why you man, here? Man, because you know the other international Mr. Man, you know, he's doing his uh manly duties out there making that money. He got some shows, you know. He's internationally known. <laughs> you know, you know how he do they, they be calling him, so you know that's what he out there doing. He, he answered the call. Making it Make happen, making it do what it do. Yes. So, Make all right. Shout out to DJ Big Bra, who is not here with us today, but will be next Sunday. Next Sunday. Next He'll Sunday, be he'll be here. He'll all be right, back to right, get on right. some of y'all nerves. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, yeah. I'm not going. I'm not staying too long, so y'all ain't going to be getting at me. <laughs> I let him keep his crown. <laughs> Let's say what's up to the chat real quick. What's up, Key? Hi, April. Hey, Kenya. Hey, Phil. Phil, you better behave. Phil, well, what's up, Big Phil? What's going on? Hey everybody. <laughs> now Phil gotta give it to her. You know, he got he gotta help us right say the male perspective out there. We need the that. We need this that. Girl power today. Girl yeah, the woman's power. history month is almost over. So, you know, we just, you know, just like you know, black history month, you get only a little bit. We're gonna you take know, over. Ride it out though to the it's bitter time end. For, it's time for the guy on the couch to go. Because he's talking uh, things that we don't want to hear on this show. All right, well, first, yeah, women's I, rule, boys rule. All right, can I get a toast of my uh, zero percent <laughs> alcohol? <laughs> hey, cousin, how you doing? zero percent today. Believe that I am. No, we what are we toasting to? We are toasting to women's authors. All right, I like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, 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 I happen to be one of those. Don't have a book yet, but it's coming. It's coming. It's it coming. coming. I know. So shout out to women authors. All right. All literary right. geniuses. All right. Well, with that note, mm. you know what time it is? What time is it? Do you do you know what time it is, Shayla Shay? It ain't that time yet. I don't know. It's not that it time. It ain't that time yet. But it's time for me to go. It's time for me to go. I love y'all. Even though not here, we still have to trend. Something's All trending, right. right? Something's always trending. Peace so out. we talked about Jesse last week. Jesse. 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 <laughs> I don't know why he left, but hey, we talked about Jesse last week. So they released, oh boy. Because while he's a, um, waiting for the appeal process to be completed, they felt that he can wait it out at home. I would want to go home too. So can I can I do this at home, partner? Yeah, he's fearful because he doesn't want to be in jail with the criminals. Because he's not a criminal. Because he's not a criminal. No, that's what no. he says. He's not about that's that what life. he said. Yeah, I know. But he you don't know. have no fight in him. That's what the real problem <laughs> is. He don't have no hands. Just say. 
They're like, hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. <laughs> you want to real cute over here? <laughs> we real cute. <laughs> we should <laughs> like seeing stuff. Come here. Right, Come here. Bring hey, that yeah. ass over here. No. <laughs> you don't need nothing but some lip gloss and them juicy small <laughs> <head> lips. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, okay. We're going to stop. Yes. Anyway. So, yeah, that's, right that's interesting that he should be gone. Yeah. So, I, I felt that that was interesting. And since we did talk about it last week, I just figured we needed to update you guys. If you don't watch the news or Under a Rock, and if you didn't know, that's what's going on with him now. Six days he served. Six right? days he served, and they was like, let him out. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they can put him on house arrest, and then they can. Continue. No, there's no house arrest. He's oh. free to do. They say he can travel. He has no travel restrictions or anything. Because I would have considered that like time served if he was on house arrest. But agreed. Who am I? But hey, you're not the judge. You know. There you go. I know nothing. So when they actually tell him that he has to come back, he has to do all of the time. That's my point. Why you need to be? You right. should ask for house arrest. Agreed. Agreed. But all right, that's fine. What else is happening? Well, you know what time it is. It is time. Is it time? It's it is time. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna tell you it's time. Yeah, it's time because we're a little bit early time. today. You know, okay. we doing a little different today, but it's well, time. Well, well, what time is it, Shay? It is time for. Let me ask my cousins. Let me ask my. <laughs> I don't know why. Is this funny to me? I don't have Ra. Let me ask my. You have to do him. Okay. Let me ask my cousins. Yeah. I don't think I did that justice. I don't think you did it justice, <laughs> but it's all good. Anyway. I'm usually just sitting here like, hey. <laughs> fine. So, cousin, I have Welcome a question. Here. I'm ready. This is an actual question, a real question. Somebody actually sent this question. Sometimes, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, I was chatting online with a guy online for a few days. He asked me for my number. Only to continue texting me. Okay. What is the purpose of asking for my number if you're not going to call? After three additional days of texting, I blocked him. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. That's dumb. And it really depends on the age, right? Because at my age, I'll be damned if I spend time texting back and forth and not having a whole conversation with someone. Like, right. What are you hiding unless you got a wife and that's why you can't get on the phone? Because mm-hmm. I would have just picked up and called like enough already. Why are we still texting? Yeah. And that's to me, just like it's to me, if you if we're online and we're chatting, you can ask me for my number so we can continue to text. We could have just stayed right. online. If that's the case, I would have I'm from the era of actually talking on the phone. I mean, I'm not a big texter. I kind of I, I don't like to have texting conversations. Right. I do you know, have I feel some like friends, texting though, is like not that. to have full blown out conversations. There are for little things like, you know, where are you? Not, yeah, not to get to know somebody, not to get to know someone. Like, how do you get to know somebody via text message? Yeah. I just don't get it. So now would I have gone the extreme of blocking them? 
Now, would you have, okay, now here's a question for you. Yeah. Would you have told them, listen, don't text me no more because this is not going anywhere. Would you have given them a warning or a heads up to say, I prefer, you know, to be called or to have conversation? Or would you just said, I'm out, I'm blocking, that's it, I'm done? Well, I remember I met someone in Home Depot, right? Just chatting while we were shopping. And he asked me for my number and I gave it to him. It's many years ago, but... Um, as soon as he got the number, he texted me, you know, and I texted mm -hmm. him back and it might've been like that day, maybe two, three, four times back and forth. And then I called, right. Because, what are we doing? And he let it go to voicemail and then text me and I blocked him. Cause what the hell? Cause what, what are we doing? Right. I don't, yeah, I don't want to do this. Because I have found that most times in my experience that men who only text a lot of times, it's a little suspect for me. And most it's times I've been, been right in that. It's a red flag for me, definitely. Especially if that's all you do to some degree. Because I do know that there are some men that are not big communicators unless they're in your face or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. But for me, if you're not a big communicator, on the phone, then I'm probably going to be turned off at some point. Yeah, because I have a very low tolerance for that because we have to be able to have a conversation. Right. I'm not, you know, I, I get it with the younger generation that that's yeah. how they choose to communicate. So I wouldn't be offended if it was someone that was younger and that's how they Yeah. It. But we're grown. Like, how much of that are we really doing without really getting to know each other? Yeah. Like, what are you doing it for? So because you no. really either not you just not either you're not that into me or you ain't really trying to get to know me. You just want to do what you want to do and have the conversation have communi communicate the way you want to communicate. So um me, I probably would have been like, Yeah, so um ah, this is not my my steel heel, my stilo, my stilo, is that the right word? The um, my stilo, I don't really like that. Okay, Jerome, what is Jerome saying? Can, could that be because of the generation you're from? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is because of the generation. We don't come from texting era. We talk to people. You know, I mean, we had to adapt to this way of texting because it is a part of our everyday lives now. But I just don't feel like if I'm trying to get to know someone, I don't want to have a texting conversation with you. I tend to text people that I don't really want to talk to you know you have to reach out to them for some reason and i don't want it to become a mm -hmm. thing that's when i use texting but um that's just to get some information across but not to converse with anyone yeah to converse i need to actually be talking to him because you hear tones and texting a lot of things can be misconstrued and it you know there's no tone you don't know the tone behind someone's words and you can see something and be like what what you mean by that? So now I got to call you because yeah. it didn't sound right the way it came across my texting screen. So now I need to see what you're talking about. Because you put your own spin on it. Like, yeah. Hey, what, you trying to, what, you, what you mean? What you trying to say? So yeah, let me call you because then when I call you, I hear your tone. I was like, okay, I ain't really mean it like that. So now I'm cool with it. But yeah, texting, I, our kids, that's their generation. I don't... I agree. I don't even want to text my kids. I'd rather call them. I, I absolutely. They you know. Like you. <laughs> oh, someone trying to call that. you out. 
I guess, is he talking to you or me? Because I don't know. I text him too. So I don't text him, so it can't be me. <laughs> but you're the one that said it. <laughs> no, I, don't, that. I don't text him, so it's not me. I very rarely text him. Isn't that something? Yeah, I don't. Well, anyway, that. we're not gonna make this about a personal situation. <laughs> hey, Rob, what's up, Roberto? Welcome to the chat, my homie. Homie. Yes. Well, we did a special thing today for Women's History Month, and we have a guest coming on. Um, I want to say a little bit about her before we bring her on. We do have a really nice bio. First, I want to say she's someone that we network with, right? Um, yes. She's an author. She has five children's books. She's a mom. Um, she is a graduate with a master's in public administration. She had over 15 years of social work, um, 18 years in the banking field, and um, took on this journey of being an author after all those years. And um, I think it's a great step. Um, you know, to, to take on after you've already been successful in your career. So one of the things that I was curious about is like, what brings you to decide I'm going to be an author one day, right? And go and do it. And make right. it as that five books and counting. Who knows where that's going. So um, let's bring on our guest, Sharon. Yes. Sharon Dash, everybody. Sharon Hi, Sharon. <laughs> Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I think we have an echo going. Oh no, it's going. Okay. Yeah, no, we're good. So we're gonna get right into this thing. First of all, I want I want to know what made you write your first children's book. What was what was the inspiration behind it? Um, basically I wanted to spread awareness. I love children and, um, I wanted to bring a book that dealt with social issues and I was going through a lot of things in my life as far as, um, not being able to work because of my illness, because I had, um, lipedema and, um, CHF and, um, my daughter wound up developing a mental illness. And I wanted to give back. I wanted to people to be able to talk about certain topics freely. And because I felt that we don't talk enough about certain things, certain mm -hmm. topics are taboo, and everybody is that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I felt like writing, I always loved to write, and I felt like it was very creative. And the best thing to do was to write for children. Oh, I love that. Because they always get so excited, a lot of, you know, books, and to encourage them to read. What was the first book that you wrote? Uh, the first book that I wrote, Mommy, Why Are My Sister's Friends Are Putting Her? And it had to do with bullying. I wrote a book series, and it had to do with two sisters. One um, name was Dominique, and one name is Justine. Dominique is... Um, the sister that has no fear. 
she's tough, she's a narrator story, and she doesn't hold any, you know, she's like, I'm going to do this, yeah. if you bother my sister, it's going to be a problem, and I'm a tough one. Just always forgiving, um, and um, it's just very protective of each other. So, um, Dominique has a fearful temper. So, because she's upset that her sister is being bullied and she developed a mental illness and she watched her friends slowly disappear. And it has to do with dealing with stigma, a mental illness we all know about. When um, things with mental illness, people, instead of talking about it, instead of trying to find a way to be that person's friend, they run away, they leave alone, they act like they don't exist. And um, Dominique was very upset about it. When the bullying started, she wanted to um, hide you with, I want to beat the kids up. And Justine was like, no, I don't want you to do that. And um, she had to learn how to um, deal with her way to handle it. So, you know, one of the things her parents was about Dr. King and um, nonviolence and how to handle things in a nonviolent way. So that's what the series goes through, two sisters and their struggles with, um, with those two serious topics. Because bullying is also um, you know, a serious issue as far as um, a lot of our kids, um, they commit suicide. Yeah. And um, that's something, that's what we still have to talk. We have to um, spread awareness and let people know that you're not the only one suffering and um, there's others, there's others and there's faith. And the most um, important thing to do is, is to, um, to talk, to talk and there's someone there that can help you. So you deal with a lot of social issues that children are dealing with these days, like suicide and mental illness. And I know one of the books touches on homelessness and bullying you just mentioned. So a lot yeah. of the books are about these social issues that children are dealing with. Right. My second book is, this one is a bilingual version. It's, Oh No, My Friends Are Homeless. Now this has to do with... Um, Again, my two characters, Dominique and Justine, and they um, go to labor tag with their father. And they later on go out again, and they found out that their friends were in a park with their mother and father, and they just been evicted. So I read this story to a lot of school kids in Brooklyn, and I tried to introduce them to um, how homeless is. Homeless is not just that woman or man, that older man that's in the street with a whole bunch of bags and there's something wrong with them. If you have a fire in your home and your home is destroyed, you become homeless. If there's an earthquake in your building is destroyed, you become homeless. If there's a flood in your home, you become homeless. And you know, this introduced children to a lot of people don't realize, okay, homeless, you are homeless in that way. And it's not just one way. And um, this book also talks about community and government. So um, what happens is that the parents, um, what they do is they get together with the community to help the family and to get their apartment. And not just that, it talks about government because we have our um, city council people, our assembly people, and a lot of people don't realize 
that the government also plays a role because you, they work for you. When okay. you uh, vote, you elect them and they're your local officials. And you don't realize that if you um, are in a situation in your community, those are the people that you go to. And we don't realize that those are the people that can help us first because they go to um, make, you know, to, to Albany and Wales and tell what's going on and what the community needs. And um, two more books. We're going to the pet store. Oh, this book fun. is, yeah. yeah, this book is about, um, I named the pet store after my husband, Greg. It's about Justine and Dominique going to the pet store to get a pet. Because mom and dad always say, Colonel, no dog, no, no to everything. So they finally said yes. And um, um, you know, um, pets are um, so much emotional support animals. So it's very good for Justine and the family, and they do the dog. So what I did a little bit different with this book is I put, I still did my drawing, but I also put real pictures of our dog, who's a Brajon freak. And um, it shows pictures of him. Nice. So a lot of kids will, you know, they love that, and they're attached to it. My last book is, um, it touches on history because I have a love for history and I dedicated this book to my parents, my mom and my dad. Um, my dad, I lost in 2019. My mother, I just lost um, about a month ago, a month or two ago. And um, it has to do with the love of history. Um, I made my parents' character in the book, Reverend Brown and Mr. and they own a recreation and they take uh, a bunch of kids from the community to um, the African burial ground, which is located in Manhattan. Um, it's located 290 Broadway, which is lower Manhattan. A lot of people don't realize that um, slavery existed in New York, New York, and the African slaves built Wall Street. They built Wall Street. And um, there were cemeteries um, when it came time when they passed away. They couldn't be buried in a white cemetery. They had to be buried in the black cemetery. Right. And when so when they was building up Manhattan, people didn't realize that they were building upon this um the cemeteries. So which was African um skeletons underneath. And this was like in the 90s that they discovered this. And um on came, they decided to, you know, make a sacred ground and they built the um African museum which is beautiful um they have a quote at the museum it says um on the walls for all those who are lost for all those who are stolen for all those who are left behind all is not forgotten and we mm. shouldn't forget it's so important i about agree, it. I agree. yes and um i i that's what i said i, I can love see it, it. I know your parents would be really proud Absolutely. Nice that you've made them characters in your book. Um, yeah. Of course, Michelle and I have had the pleasure of meeting your parents, so it's even more impactful for us, right? Yeah. Um, but what are, you, what are your um, plans going forward? Are you going to continue to write? Are you going to go into the history or, or do social issues? Like, what do we have to look forward to? 
Um, basically, I'm going to keep writing more books about social issues. Um, I guess my, I can tell you, my next book is going to be on vaping. And I'm keeping my oh, parents wow. as characters as far as the recreation center is a place where the kids are going to go to. So I'm going to deal with that, all those different topics. And um, I may go back to like certain topics on bullying. Um, and um, I don't know if you remember, there was a girl around in our neighborhood. It might have been like in the 70s. And um, they call back in the day, we used to say midget, but they are little people. And um, yeah, she was know. family. Yes, I, that yeah, doesn't yeah. They were in my class. Yes, and one of them was in my class with the girls. And the older sister, yeah, yeah. Well, the old no, the second oldest. Because the second the, oldest, um, we had. I had the, the boy was in my class. The little boy. right. And um, I, as you remember, well now I'm bigger, but I was very tall, very skinny. I'm six one. Michelle could understand a little bit, but I'm yes. much taller than you, Michelle, if I remember correctly. I'm and six feet. We're like this, almost close but yeah i get it yeah, yeah. and um at one point i don't know if you experienced it maybe because i was quieter but i was bullied a little bit and okay. and you know a little bit so i went through that, that with my guy. guy that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> but I was, for sure. <laughs> let me tell you my, my, daddy, my, my daddy came downstairs and he nipped it up for me so i had to get tougher but i did <laughs> <laughs> my sister was younger, so you know I was the oldest, so it was the big sis. Yeah, is docile anyway, so yeah. she's a kind person. She would never, you know, she wasn't out there tussling. No, nah. would have for you though. That would have yeah, been. A she would. Mm -hmm. I had to do for her, but she did for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so the um, her name was Yvette, and yeah. we became so close. Because I want to do a book about her because, you know, the, the difference, she was teased. Of course she was teased. So she was little and I was tall. And it's just a unique relationship. I don't know where she is now, but um, we just had a special relationship for a long time going through school. So those are the issues that I want to address. Um, other than the um, adult book that I did, yes. it's, um, it's not a big book. It's... Um, it's like a pamphlet. It really just goes right to the point. And okay. um, I, I talk about um, parent from a parent's perspective, as far as um, building support and advocating for yourself. Because when you um, deal with people with um, mental illness, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, mental illness, um, dementia, um, autism, all these different things, as far as whether it's your child or an adult and you're a caregiver, you're um, faced with a lot of things as far as people not talking to you. You can't find someone to talk to when you're going through things with this particular person, when you're looking for answers, when you're dealing with psychiatrists, when you're dealing with therapists, when you're people are telling you certain things, when you know that it can't be true, when you're listening to the doctors and the doctors are telling you one thing and you, you say, okay, I'm going to listen to the doctors and I'm going to take it in because I'm not going to be narrow-minded and say this is not true. But you have to do your reading and research and you see that things are other things are possible. There's other methods. There's other ways. And like I said, the stigma, you have no one to talk yeah. to. So um, I know I, I, 
there was a lot I've, I've read a lot oftentimes when it comes to like um, medical mental things and doctors giving you advice that the real key to it is really about doing your own research, even after you've been diagnosed with something. Yes. So it's, I, I um, appreciate yeah. that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't do that. They believe that this person who got the degree and went to school knows better and, and they don't always know what's happening. Right. You know, you know right. your own self very well. And so you, some, I, I say this, you need to be an advocate for your own health. Absolutely. Always. By yeah, doing absolutely. the person you're caring for. You know that person. You know, and like I said, you know yourself. You have to do research. Whatever method is good, you read, you go on YouTube, you um, look at other people that have been through what you've been through, and you analyze everything, and you figure, because any disease, whether it's cancer or anything, everybody's not going to react the same way. Even if you're dealing with drugs, Two people right. can take the same amount of drugs. One person could not survive and the other person can. Two people can take the same drugs. One person can get addicted and the other right. person is not going to. Right. Um, so you know, it's, a, it's the same thing for any type of illness. And um, mental illness is the brain is sick. And it's just mm -hmm. like you have to treat it as an illness like cancer and all these other different illnesses. And people don't. And um, we come a long way, but the stigma is definitely still there. It is. Yeah. It is. It's important to build sensitivity and empathy in young people so that we begin to have those conversations openly, right? Because that is part of the problem is that no one really talks about it. And so when you start with, your, with what you're doing with your books and bringing awareness to kids, because I was oblivious to this kind of stuff. I mean... You know, we just didn't have anybody that was saying, hey, it's OK. You know, that person might be different. And this is where right. teasing and bullying comes from, sometimes to divert from your own insecurities. But oftentimes it's because we don't have the knowledge. We just don't know better. When you, when you know better, you do better. And it has to start from young. too. We have to teach the young ones that just because they're different doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them. You right. know. Exactly. exactly what it is yeah but you know it's when we were younger we didn't have any of this stuff so right. we looked at them as oh god you know i mean it's unfortunate but that was kind of the the way we you know you look at somebody, like, that it was kind of like oh what's wrong with them like i gotta stay away from them kind of thing yeah you know what i mean and this is a great thing and I, I think these books are gonna really have a great impact especially on the younger generation coming up to know that you don't treat them differently just because they are different right you know they still deserve kindness and Sharon, where, where can where can our viewers get your books um i'm on amazon so mm -hmm. you can go to amazon for sharon dash and you'll see my book or if you remember like any of the book titles the burial ground the pet store the homelessness and bullying but you put my name in and it comes up and um, I my um, website is Sharon-Author.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yes. Well, I, I can't say enough about how thankful I am that we are, that you came on and you talked about your journey into being an author. I'm very much looking forward to what you're doing. I have a five-year-old niece, and so 
I think about her and, you know, these books being impactful in her life and, and children her age. So um, as you start, keep writing, you let us know. Let's, you know, get you back on the show. And start we, you know, we're going to support and share on our pages. We yes. I do that anyway, so. Yes. Yeah, I've been going to different schools. Well, before the pandemic, I was doing read-alouds. And um, hopefully, like, things are letting up for a little bit. So I'm going to go to read alouds and um, and share with the children and talk with them and give them incentive and um, pizza parties. So nice. you know, little gifts. Because I remember when we were younger, that's the, this still that was the thing. Like, yeah, I brought you in the pizza, <laughs> the pizza, the real exactly. pizza, yes. not the pizza. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Spread well, our history um, so they can learn about our history. Okay, I yeah. love it. Well, Sharon, it's been a pleasure, but thank you so much for coming on and letting our viewers know about the things that you have going on. And just just like Shay said, let us know what's coming next. So we'll definitely yeah. push it and promote it on the show as well as our pages and wherever else we can promote it. All but right. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Do we want to end with her quote? We want to end with her personal affirmation. Yes, we do. Yeah. I don't, if you have one off the top of your head that you can think of, we ask all our guests, what is your personal affirmation that enlightens, empowers, encourages, or even entertains? Um, okay, I'll do one with reading. Reading is to the mind what exercises to the body. Mm. Okay. I like that. All right, I love it. I like okay. that. Sharon. Sharon, right. thank you so much. So proud of both of y'all. And I'm Wizard. He's missing this week. He's missing yeah. this week. <laughs> traveling the world. He traveling the world as he does. He's internationally known. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let him tell it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're proud of you. And yes, we are very proud of you. <laughs> All right. Bye -bye. Take care, sis. That was really nice. That was really nice. nice. Thank you. Yeah. I love you know people that, that we grew up with. We love to see the people that we yes. grew up with do well. Yeah, and she took her time like after a long career. You know, some people, if you get into a place where you have like a me a medical condition that prevents you from doing the job that you've done all your life, don't know what to do with themselves. And in yes. her case, she oh. decided that her mission and her passion was going to be reaching out to youth and and really kind of guiding them along on a lot of these yeah. um, issues that they deal with to try and give them something. And, you know, the suicide rate is high. And so anybody that's to our and, children to me is a great, and great even the adult pamphlet that she has out, she um sent that to me and I, it was very, very helpful because, you know, dealing with mental illness as a parent is a struggle too. So it was right. definitely encouraging and it did help me. You know, because okay. you know, there's so many people out there that's uh, like me that deals with this. So, thank you, that's Sharon. Absolutely true. Thank you. <laughs> that was really nice. So, what are we talking about today? Well, I I know I had seen something I wanted to um, mention to you. I thought it was really interesting. It was about um, it's a relationship question, and it really talks about topics that people don't discuss in relationships before um, it's too late. 
like the things that we really need to kind of come to the table with in the beginning to, to build, you know, the bricks of this relationship. And oftentimes those things don't come up. Person looking good, smelling good, talking right, you know, got a couple of dollars in their pocket, say, we go together. <laughs> say, hey, I like you, you like me. Woman and grinding before, you know, you have these conversations. Yes, yes. And everything yes. is all misconstrued and funky. The first one to me, is uh finances yeah just one figure the first one just one finances right um not just where you are but where you plan on going because you can be in a relationship with someone who and it, it, it really isn't about the money in their pocket it's about their thought process about financing and you know that affects you and whether or not you want to be in a relationship you know at, as a whole and I think that's something that doesn't come up and you really kind of need to sit down and be like, what's your story? Especially when it becomes a serious relationship. When it becomes a thing. Yeah. When it becomes a real relationship. Because yeah, man. Because, yeah, because yeah. You, know, you know, people don't know all the time. When you sh when should you have that conversation? Because we, we we're at a point where we're going to start, you know, uh, sharing money or thinking about a future, then I need to talk about whether or not, you know, I got student loans, whether or not my kids have student loans, whether mm -hmm. or not I, you know, the house is paid off, like things of that nature, whether or not I want to buy a house or how I intend to retire, yeah. you know, what my retirement package is like, this is what we're doing. Right. Which, you know, a lot of the times the most couples argue about is money and finances. Make or break it. Yeah. I remember I was reading Susie Orman some years ago. She's, I don't know if you ever heard of her. I, she was, I love, I love. Yeah. Susie. I think we used to talk about her a lot. And mm -hmm. she was one of her books. I was reading it and she was talking about everybody. When you get to that point, depending on um, what the dynamics of your relationship is, because you know, if you're have the relationship where you think the man's supposed to pay all the bills and I guess this conversation is not for you, but um, for people who are coming together and they're bringing their finances together, she was saying that, um, what if one person makes more than the other? How do you figure out how the money is to be dispensed in the household? Right. And what she was saying that it's not about how much you're making, it's about the percentage that we're both contributing to the, to the bills or to whatever it is that mm -hmm. makes a difference. So whether you make a hundred thousand and she makes 75,000, you're both contributing a certain percentage into the household to make sure that the household runs properly. So it's not looked at as, oh, I'm paying more or I'm paying less. We're both paying the same percentage to make the household run properly. So and I thought that was great advice. You yeah, know, I like that. Mm -hmm. I, I like that. And the other thing that I got from her was about bank accounts, right? Yeah. Um, having a house account where you both deposit a certain amount of money and it covers your bills. And then you have um, a mutual savings account Mm -hmm. But you also have separate personal accounts, right? Where you would have for when I want to go get my hair done or my nails done or hang out or buy a bag or whatever my my thing is, you know, I have that for that. And then so we have a collective of what we're doing as far as right. retirement, our you know bills, yes. our savings, etc. And then having your own personal account, and I I really appreciated that. And I think that that's dope, but there are some people who don't think that if you're, I had a discussion with someone, they feel like if you're married, there should only be one pot. 
There shouldn't be any separate bank right. accounts. I, I don't agree. I am not of that mindset, so I, that's that's not gonna work for me. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's why you need to have a conversation. You have to have a conversation, right? right. If I grew up, and yeah. I, I don't know if it was a healthy conversation. At least the way that my mother was <laughs> always that you never let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, and that translated to me that I needed to keep my finances close to my vet chest and not share what was happening because then, you know, they, they got you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was always in the side. And when I think about it now, how much it was, I was bred to believe that this relationship had this adversarial relationship. Yes. Right? Yes. Because I felt like, well, if I tell him and he knows really and what's knows. happening with me, then there's some, some relinquishing of power. Mm. And that's, yeah. that's not true if you it's not. come to the table and you sit down in a healthy way. And for me, the having my own personal bank account gives me some semblance of power over my own finances. Yeah, and I see nothing happen. wrong with having your own personal bank account, especially if the household is running smoothly. Like if the household is good, what's the issue? If you're saving money, right? You right. meeting whatever the savings are that you you mutually decided, and you're also paying all the bills and got all that going on, then my fun money or whatever you might want to call yeah, it, yeah, whatever it is. it is. Because also my thing is, if we have one pot and I want to buy you something, I have to. You're gonna know because I'm yeah. in the pot. You took out forty nine ninety five. Exactly. For what? <laughs> so if I want to go buy you a gift or whatever, or buy me a gift. Or my thing is, then you know, I think you don't have those issues where if I went out and bought something and we're taking care of the finances, okay, I'm putting the savings, we're doing this, everything is good. But I see the comments that comes with maturity on both ends. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. Right. You can't have two immature people coming to the table with this, and this this is not going to work. I absolutely agree. At all. At all. So another topic that people don't discuss until it's too late is trust. Do you have trust issues? Do you? <laughs> I most certainly do. you have do. trust issues? Those are things that I, I would like to know in the beginning of the conversation because sometimes those trust issues can translate into where you're going. What you doing? Oh. <laughs> Where you at? Who you talking to? Who you talking to? <laughs> Let me see your phone. <laughs> Yo, and skinning and grinning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That can play into all of that. And then, you know, now another person's insecurities is all on you. Right, right. You know what I mean? I like, that's important to have those discussions, too, because, I mean, People have been through some things, you know, we've, we've gone through some things. So yeah, I get it. But I need to know on what level is your trust issue? Because I can't deal with the stalking and I can't deal with the, all that, what you're doing, where you're at, you know, or you can't have male friends and all this other kind of stuff. Right. That, that's listen. a discussion, right. To me, yeah, that's, that's a conversation. Because I also want to not trigger whatever right. that thing is, if I can, right? I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm a people person. I, 
you know, people gravitate to me. To me, one of the most interesting things that I can do with my time is to go out, sit down and have conversations with people I've never met before. Mm -hmm. And that is fun to me, sitting in a lounge and having a conversation. Yeah. It could be a male, it could be a female, it could be anybody, right? And if I'm with someone who has real trust issues, we're going to have a problem. It's going to be a problem. Absolutely. I'm not going to be in a good space if I feel like you're confining me because your trust issues say that those things are not allowed in my life anymore. When I believe that my discernment is to give love. So how do I do that if you have an issue with trust? Right. right? And then, then we got to bring mine to the table because look, I ain't perfect. <laughs> exactly. 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 So yeah, that's that a good nothing. conversation. And and clearly these are topics you need to discuss before it is too late. Because once you find out about these trust issues, sometimes you you be like, all right, I gotta get away from this person. Because mm -hmm. they're a freaking lunatic. I can't deal with this. Or I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not right. going to like you just say, all right, that's a deal breaker. How about this one? Intimacy. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> Make it feel all good Intimacy. That is a conversation. And is and please don't think that intimacy is sex. The two things Thank you. always go together. Thank you. And now we know if somebody was here. Oh yeah. You the first thing I the salami. the salami. Yeah. The two but, things are not. Intimacy is not always about sex. Right. It so is it's an important discuss discussion to have with, you know, because sometimes you want to know what a person thinks about intimacy because some people do think that intimacy is sex. Right. Like, girl, I slapped your ass. Why are you mad? Like, come on now. <laughs> I gave you some intimacy this morning. <laughs> You're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> That is a big issue as well, whether or not, you know, what what is it to you? But then also when you think about intimacy, even that, and when you start to talk about sex, what is that to you? Whether or not that's a big deal, whether or not it's not. Some people have a, a more of a sex drive than others. Some people like to do things that may not be in your wheelhouse, right? So you need to talk about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> me later on, like, what the hell are you doing? What you doing? <laughs> Why are you standing on the bed? Like, right. what? <laughs> so if you don't get out that gorilla suit. <laughs> I didn't know this is what I was signing up for. That's right. You need to know what you signed so, up exactly. for. Exactly. But when is it too soon to talk about that, though? Because, you know, I, sometimes I get turned off in the beginning of a of meeting someone and they want to talk about that but see it's different though because sometimes they just want to talk about sex and when we about to get into it right talking about intimacy to me to me is intimacy is holding hands yeah i don't hold hands with people you know what i mean and if we're holding hands <laughs> to me there's some intimacy there right right because i mean how many times you and me held held hands michelle well, that's a whole difference, you know. Right. We don't do it. You know people, what I mean? They all do it. That's true. People that's think, right. Well, we've had people think that we were, yeah, you know, well, know. that way. We, we <laughs> we 
but we're not because when you when you're close with people and you love them there's this um comfortability that we have with each other agree that makes other people uncomfortable uncomfortable like i don't know what that's which brings me to a story of when <laughs> one of my girlfriends had um the stripper pole dancing party for her birthday you remember that we i do remember yes, party. That and they eventually, after showing us all of these moves, was like, all right, we're going to put you guys into these couple situations where I'm going to need you to, you know, do this dance and do all this stuff towards her while she's sitting in the chair. <laughs> so we were paired up together and we had a ball. Yes, because <laughs> yes. awesome. we're laughing and we're gyrating and we're doing yes. <laughs> And it was other couples, because like five or six poles, and they just were not with it. At all. And I mean, At we all. were smacking each other's behind. I mean, <laughs> they just could not understand us. It was so like, I am uncomfortable with this entire situation. But so you pick the right pair. You yeah, man. The right if we you want to learn it, we will show you. <laughs> That was so much I'm, fun. I'm taking this home. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get on topic. Get on topic. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so that leads us to the next question. Well, next topic, actually. Feelings. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the violins playing? Well, no, that's actually a really good thing to talk about because um, quite a few people aren't in touch with their feelings, right? They just do. They be like, we're not going to have those kind of conversations. How many I love yous do you need in a day? Do we really need to sit and talk about how I felt about when you said X, Y, and Z? Or can we just push on, right? Or I was upset because and blah, blah, blah. Like, don't tell me that. Tell your girlfriend. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's important to let your partner know how are you when it comes to your emotions. Okay. Because if you're an emotionally disconnected person and your partner is not, that's going to be a little off balanced. I would, you know, you kind of have to match each other and and especially to to that degree. I've often been told that I was, that I'm too emotional. I don't see that as a bad thing. Mm. You know why? Because I'm going to be who I am. Now, there's a different thing where your emotions can be out of control and you don't know how to control your emotions. Yes. Now, that is, is an issue when, you, when you're wilding out, when you're showing up somewhere. <laughs> because, <laughs> because you can have somebody who's very disconnected and it would be just as bad as someone who was overly emotional. Agreed. Right? Agreed. So where's the balance or the person who um doesn't know how to apply their feelings right because right. you can have a situation come up and that person just reacts and yeah. you're like what the hell is wrong with you and you don't even know what it's from right yeah. or you have a <laughs> be sitting around they don't know you mad about something and you like they, they hurt your feelings <laughs> and said something to you you big mad Oh, yeah, I've been in that space because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm super sensitive. And then they say something to you next minute, you know, it's like, Arf! 
<laughs> right off. <laughs> and I know that I'm a sensitive being, you know, I wear it differently because everybody doesn't get to see that part of me. But I know I'm, this, I, I'm sorry. I do. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't ask. I know. Yes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Just saying. So if that's a problem for someone, if a man tells me that, I'm probably going to check out. Because then it doesn't give you license to be yourself. I'm not being authentic, right? Now I'm trying to turn off my emotions. Mm. So yeah, those are things, feelings you need to discuss. These are all things you need to discuss in the beginning, not after all of these things have already happened and it's, and it's caused a problem. So yeah. Mm. Okay. So, I got one. I got one. You got one? You got one? Whew. I don't know if I agree with it, but we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Past relationships. Mm. Why? How much? How why? much of that do you tell it? Well, why? I mean, what's the need? I don't. I don't know about I've, that. I've been told that the reason why you want to discuss past relationships is because it gives the other person um, a window into what they can anticipate by being in a relationship with you. You know, how you handle your past relationships or really how you even talk about them. Right. Because if you've have you ever been with a guy and you say to him, so, you know, what happened in your last relationship? And he just goes off that raggedy so and so. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I had to cuss her out. And immediately you like, oh, no. No, that's not going to work. Right. So. Yeah. If you get that from the person, it kind of tells a little bit. Or it does. To them, oh, you broke up. Who's you know something like, well, who who do you think the problem was? Not me. I ain't do it. Ugh. Yeah, I, I think there's a way to talk about a past relationship without going all the way into details about the person that you that you broke up with. Because if you start talking about the person in the negative, I'm turned off. Right, me too. You know, if you ask me about my past relationship, my answers are not necessarily going to be as deep as you may want them. Right. I may give you an answer as to why things didn't work out. I'm, I'm never going to place blame on the other person. You know, I'm never going to be like, oh, he was a piece of, you know, I'm never going to do that, even if he was, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I don't. Because it's really not relevant in this moment we broke up because that's what we needed to do i'm not going to place the blame on the other person because then it seems like you're still kind of bitter right and you're not over that situation and i also think it's important to make sure that you're talking about it from a point of view of you because they don't really get yes. about who you dated it's really about who you are and who you were in the relationship right so for me, when someone asks me that question, I start to talk about what I feel I didn't do right in the relationship or what I learned from my past relationship Agreed. and where it has me now and what Agreed. I'm looking for as a result of it, right? Like, but never about the specific person or the details because right. that, that <laughs> never works out. <laughs> How many times have oh. I called you and be like, yo, I just met this guy and he was talking about his ex like a dirty dog. Yes. 
And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm not talking to him. Because you no, know, because like, that's on. gonna be you one day. Exactly. What we about to do? No down, dirty. Exactly. No, we're not. I mean, talking about past relationships. Uh, it's a fine line, in my opinion. Like, I don't feel like my past relationship is actually as relevant as my current. Because who I was in that relationship may not be who I am right now. Right. Because your partner has plays a part in that as well. Right. Who they bring out. Because I know I've had relationships where uh, we argued, right? Right. And I it just wasn't always a great thing. That doesn't mean that's who I'm going to be if we're in a relationship and we don't have that thing. Yeah. So some things are peaceful. Some things aren't, you know, some, it really depends on the scenario and the person that you're with. They bring out, some people bring out the best in you. Some people bring out the worst. So, yeah. So yeah. we're not going to talk about that. And I'm not that curious to know about your past relationship. No, I, I'm not I don't even think I asked really asked those questions questions i might ask well, i might ask someone what's their longest relationship what i might relationship? depending on the scenario of where i met them i might need to know if you know any of my friends <laughs> 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 you know what i'm saying like this yeah don't don't tell me don't don't let me find out later on that you know you was with my girlfriend my homie or whatever then we really got an issue so i need to know that kind of stuff so i don't walk into a situation and and be blinded you know or that you was you know a stripper or something you got to tell me those kind of things you never know what people doing in their life you're right you're right so those, those are things are relevant things, but as far as your relationship is concerned you know i don't want to know just don't be dogging them out i don't want to hear all of that agreed don't okay. dog out the next the next person, or don't yeah. kick a person in they in their back when they can't defend themselves because you their story might be something completely different. You kicking them in their in their back and they kicking you in yours. Yeah, like, he was the worst. He was the worst. Yep, exactly. So it just didn't work out, you know. Mm -hmm. And and when people dig for that information, it's like they won't let up, let it up, let up, and they want to know well what happened. What it you know. Yeah, like what the hell? I don't know why that's so relevant for you right now. Like why? I don't know. That would that would be the question. Why is it so relevant? Yeah. Three three sides to every story. Yeah. I agree, Paula. Yep. Definitely that. Hey Paula, so nice to see you. Paula. Definitely three sides to every story. That's right. Well. I know we're running out of time. We are running out of time, but, but this yeah, I think those are very good topics. Um, I'm glad that we, you know, touched on. I sure I know there's a whole lot more to it, but there's absolutely a whole lot more, especially when you're relation when you're dealing with relationships. I'm trying to get it right. Trying to get it right and just deal with things from a more mature perspective and just not getting into situations blindly, you know? Well, correct. Because how many times have I done that? Just because, oh, I'm so in love. I just love him. And yep. then six months later, can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my nerves. He working my nerves. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but guys, yeah. um, thank you guys for rocking with us. You know, I, I missed Rod this week. I have to say, don't, don't tell him I said that, though, but I kind of missed him this week. I missed uh -oh. his energy. Uh-oh. Don't tell him I said that. 
Then tell him I yeah, said, I'm sure he would have had a great perspective on this topic. That's what oh, for sure. About. But you guys to be ready for next week because you know he's gonna be ready to go because he got something right. to say. Yes, but does. anyway, make sure you guys go follow us on all social media platforms: YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We're also Spotify. on and all of that good stuff. Um, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're not registered for our Cabo trip, go register now. Yes, because it is happening and we are going to have a Labor Day. We're going to have a blast out there from yes. Labor Day weekend. So you guys can get more information at www.theteamremy.com. And as you guys know, we end every show with a quote. Say it before you run out of time. Say it before it's too late. Say what you're feeling. Waiting is a mistake. Say it. Say it. Say it with your chest, too. Say it with your whole chest and your whole heart <laughs> and all of that. Guys, we will right, see guys. you next week. Peace and love. And next week is our season finale. Yes. All right. See you for that. I'm Team Remy's on DJ Big Rob. As we bring down the top of experience 2022, I'm bringing talent. I'm bringing Stiletto. I'm bringing Kenny Williams. I'm bringing DJ Warren, DJ Za, DJ Storm, DJ K Dog, and Uptown Zone, Jeff Ryan. Show. Special performance by RL. Yes, Big Rod's gonna be on the